This is the Benefits Buzz Podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed! Hey everyone, welcome to Benefits Buzz. It is season five. Bear, 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 bear. I'm a little excited. We have been in hiatus for I don't know, four months. It feels like a lifetime and I've missed everyone and I've missed the show. And I'm so happy to be back and I'm glad and I'm joined as always by my co-host Kelsey. Wait, wait a second. Hayden, you don't, you don't look anything like Kelsey. No, I definitely don't. I don't look like Kelsey. I don't sound like Kelsey, but I'm going to do the best I can. So, It is. Kelsey is on FMLA. Uh, we we're going to miss our co-host, but we had yanked, as we love to do, we had yanked Hayden, our uh, producer from behind the soundboard, and he will be our uh, substitute co-host who will do a fantastic job until Kelsey returns. Uh, maybe we can get some updates from her. I know everyone's going to be interested in how things are going, but um, it'll be a fun season and we will be thinking of her. Uh, to kick off the season, we were brainstorming, like how do we how do we rock and roll a season five? What do we do? Um, you know, what, what do we bring? What do we bring our listeners? And I think as we were brainstorming, we thought, well, we kind of ended season four with this open enrollment you know, flurry of like, oh, what are all these benefits and how are, you, how are you gonna choose the right one for you? And what are the top seven things you should do? You know, like why you should choose one. And and we thought, you know, there's all this momentum around like choosing it. And then it's like, like now it's like, well, we have these great benefits. Now what, now what do we do with them? How do we maximize them? How do we really use them the way they're meant to be used? And making sure that we chose the right ones, or maybe we tried something new or in a new benefit. How do we make sure we hit that? And so we wanted to to do the episode on, you know, yay, you've got your benefits and now what? And we're excited to dive into that um, as we jump in and rock and roll this this new year. And to do that, we have a fantastic guest. I'm so excited to introduce John Tomey. He is a director of client onboarding here at Wex. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to talk through this. Well, we're excited to have you, and I apologize for. I'm really excited. I, I just was listening to myself, and I'm like, that was that was a lot of energy, wasn't it, Hayden? Well, I could tell you've had two different sound effects. You also said "yay," <laughs> not really screamed "yay," but you said it. So yeah, you're you're in mid-season form already, even though we're just kicking it off. I am. I am. Well, I will spare our listeners too much more. Let's get to our star of the show, which is John. John, I want to jump in by asking a quick question around. Um, again, open enrollment. Um, so we have held, you know, participant centric, you know, and client centric, you know, positions here at WAX you have, and I know you've seen it all, you've heard it all, you've experienced it all. And so I'd love to know at the beginning of the plan year, what are some main points or pain points, excuse me, that you often see and hear from these groups, right? I've got these new plans. I don't know how to navigate them. So, so hit us with what you, you typically hear this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing is people enroll in these plans, uh, usually in October and November. Um, and then by January or February, when they start to use them, they don't necessarily remember what they enrolled in um, or how to use them. Um, so those are those are some key points where maybe maybe clients need to send a reminder um, about the benefits that that people have um, or they're receiving their debit card and they don't know how to use it. So um you know, those are some of the key things that we see right off the bat. Um, and then it's just, you know, we talk about education um, and communication with clients and participants. Like, 
Um, how do you use this debit card that you have? And if I enrolled in several plans, um, you know, do I use the same debit card for those plans? Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, talking through some of those things, I think, is is kind of key this time of year. What are some of those specific things? You know, you talked about the debit card, but but are there other specific like pain points just from a general benefits perspective that you guys get questions on a lot? Yeah, I think debit card declines um, mm -hmm. is the first the first thing. Um, or am I then we get questions on am I using my plan correctly? Um, I think this time of year it's like get logged into your online account um, specifically with an HSA um, and agree to those terms and conditions. Um, within our within our online account so that you can spend your money. Um, it's a custodial agreement, very standard, um, so that we can manage your money uh, for you and then um, you can you can use your your account. And then um, some people try to use these debit cards at ATMs, um, you know, get cash out to use for your your medical expenses. Um, but it's just an education point. Uh, our debit cards come ready to go. Um, so you can use it at doctor's appointments, eye appointments, um, dentists, things like that right off the bat. So, yeah, that's good. It's, it's, it's so funny. You said that, like, I love that. Like, you know, you enroll the stuff like in October, November, and then you completely space it you know, for a couple of months and you're like, oh yeah, it's time to go. You know, I gotta, I better bring a kid out to the, to the doctor. What do I, what do I, oh yeah, where are my cards? What's happening? And so that's really great. I loved uh, the education piece of it. And I think you talked about that. I want to dive into that a little bit more, right? Like, how can education really reduce some of these pain points? What do you recommend HR pros do to keep, you know, knowing that, okay, the rush of an open enrollment's done, and now there's going to be people starting to use their benefits. How can you mitigate some of those pain points and get in front of that proactively with education? What do you recommend? Yeah, yeah I think um, reminders at this point of the year, um, reminder that we have that, that offering or that you enrolled in these plans and to keep your debit card with you. Um, you know, as a new dad, uh, you know, I go to a lot of appointments at this point, um, doctor's appointments right now. And um, sometimes I don't have that that HSA card with me um, to use. And, and I think that that's a key point, like get that debit card in your wallet or um, in your purse with you so that uh, you have it when you need it, because um, it's not always top of mind. Um, and, and I think that that's a key point for employers, too, is, you know, employees enroll in these things, but it's not relevant to them until they use it um, or until they need it. And um, that might be once or twice a year, um, or it might be right off the bat in January, who knows, but um, it, it's, it's just top of mind um, awareness probably. So. Well, providing a good experience is so important too, because like if they don't have a good experience, once that plan year starts, if, if a participant's enrolled in an FSA and they don't fully understand like, oh, this is what I need to do to substantiate a claim, they're not going to keep enrolling again year after year and that they're not going to save as much money. That's going to hurt their bottom line. That's you know, it's going to hurt the employer's bottom line. Employers also save money through these plans too. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's a big piece of it too, right? I mean, what, what, what other big reasons do you think are, are reasons that, you know, employers really do need to emphasize these points? Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want frustrated employees. I think, you know, as a, as a supervisor right now, um, employee retention is very top of mind in the market today. Um, so I, I think that you want happy employees and this is, you want them to be able to spend the money that they're contributing um, out of their paycheck, right? Um, and easily do so. So I, I think getting them in their online account, having the debit card there, and then just education on um, the various types of plans that they might have uh, is key this time of year. And, and certainly we try to do that, but um, 
you know, through our communication, it might be, I think we all get, get spam emails from time to time. And it's just, do you read those educational emails uh, that you get? Uh, it, it chances are no, especially in February after the holiday season, um, where you just get crushed with those emails. Um, so I'm more apt to read something that my HR department sends out um, than I am uh, one of my, you know, my insurance carrier or whoever that might be. Um, so the employer plays a pretty key role in just getting employees to digest that information. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, it's so funny that you talked about those emails. We actually did an episode last season about how do you how do you craft uh, HR emails that get read. Uh, and Hayden, you were actually a guest. I was a guest uh, on that one. You were a guest <laughs> on that one, so full circle. But really, really important. Now, you started to hint. I want to get really tactical and tangible for our listeners. You hinted about some things that you think you know new participants should do at the beginning of the year. You talked about making sure that debit cards in the wallet. What are some other things that you that are really easy to do that participants should be doing right away so they're prepped? Yeah, I, I hit on it, logging into your online account, and I think that that's that's important because it really is kind of the hub for all of your your benefits with Wax. Um, and through the online account, you can add dependents um, mm. dependents on there that you might be spending um, or having medical expenses for, or you have a dependent care account. Um, tied to one of your children. Um, so, so those are, those are things there, um, add a beneficiary for an HSA. Um, so things like that, ordering additional debit cards certainly is an option in there as well. Uh, and then just kind of getting to know your account and seeing your balance, um, that, that is your hub there for all of your information. And we have, um, a ton of resources out there as well that, um, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. Um, that employees can leverage as well. Well, even no matter who the administrator is, like, um, you know, but even specifically thinking about WEX as the administrator, um, you know, signing up for those text notifications, I think are really important too, right? Like getting getting notified when there are certain things that you need to do, like filing claims, uh, because those are things that I just don't think of unless somebody's like kind of reminding me of it. Like it's hard to stay on top of all that, right? Yeah, I couldn't, sure. li I couldn't live without the mobile app either, right? I mean, yeah. depending on if your provider has, provider has one too. Like I barely log in and on my desktop anymore. Everything is just on an app, which is really good. So a lot of, a lot of good ways, aren't there, John? Yeah, 100%. I was, like, the mobile app is probably something we should have hit on right away. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in today's world, uh, everybody has really a computer in their pocket. And then the mobile app is um, your best reference. Like if you need to just check your balance quick before you run the debit card, it's all right there. Um, and you can basically do everything in the mobile app that you can do in your online accounts as well. File claims, request distributions. Um, and so all of those things can be done in the mobile app. Um, maybe you have a quick question on something, maybe something is eligible, wondering if something's eligible for your plan. Um, there is a scanner in the mobile app, which, you know. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that, yeah. Yeah, which I think is a cool feature where Maybe you're at a pharmacy or something and you're wondering if something's eligible, scan the barcode and it'll tell you right there on the spot. So um, those are those are some things that I think really help the consumer um, in real time, you know, when they're there without having to reach out to somebody uh, for questions. So those are awesome tips. Uh, John, I'd love to go like plan by plan a little bit more too with you. because um, yeah. I mean, they are so different, especially like HSAs and FSAs. Like you mentioned adding beneficiaries for HSAs. Uh, are there any other tips you'd recommend for for maybe a new health savings account user to to go through? Yeah, I think that one of the things that 
is is kind of newer for me. Um, the HSA investment threshold um, that we have within the online account as well. Um, you can basically manage what you have in a cash account um, and what you kind of want to move automatically into investments. Uh, something that for me is like right now I have a, a newborn. So it's like um, I want more in that cash balance because I'm spending way more than I did previously um, out of the HSA. So just being able to make a slight adjustment there um, and have more in my cash balance to run my debit card um, is very useful. Um, and then when, you know, when I was, you know, I've kind of grown with my HSA, um, I, you know, from a 23 year old to where I'm at now, um, you know, when I was single, I didn't, didn't have a whole lot of expenses. I didn't go to the doctor much. Um, so being able to push all of that money into my investment account was, was super helpful. And now where I have a family, it's, it's a little bit more where I want some cash in my HSA to be able to spend. So. Yeah, that's great. It's, and it's, it's good. I think everyone, if it's the first time they're on an HSA, if it's, you know, they, they did their auto renewal and they're like the same thing I've always done. It's always good to get familiar with those things, understand those things, make sure you're set up. Let's maybe obviously, um, you know, those listening uh, probably offer a, a breadth of different benefits. One of them probably being the medical FSA. So maybe let's dive in there really quickly, John, you know, what are some of the things that you would suggest for a medical FSA? Yeah, the, the medical FSA operates a little bit differently. Um, you have to use it within a plan year. You don't get to carry it over from year to year. Um, so it, it's important to spend what you have. Um, I think eligible expenses, um, you know, we have an eligible expense list that we have out there. I mentioned the scanner within the mobile app, um, really familiarizing yourself with what you can spend the FSA funds on. I think some people are um, a little shocked by what you can, you know, kind of the diversity of what you can spend it on. But, you know, medical, dental, vision, um, pretty much anything within a pharmacy um, is going to be eligible. So um, really just educating yourself on what you can use those funds for so that you can maximize your money. So. And then what about the dependent care FSA? Any, any things you'd recommend for participants yeah. to go through with that? Yeah, this one's new to me personally. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say some things that I've done um, this year. I, I think one of the cool things that we have is a recurring dependent care um, request form. Um, so I, I would recommend filling that out um, because we all know, you know, you can you can elect for five thousand dollars for the dependent care account. And you're going to spend more than that. Um, it's pretty eye opening uh, when you have your first child, what what daycare costs are. Um, so you're going to spend more than $5,000 most likely, um, at a daycare and what the recurring dependent care request form does is basically has you, has your provider sign off on the amount you're spending on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, and then as your, your paychecks or payroll deductions post to your account, um, you'll automatically be reimbursed, um, for those, um, instead of having to file multiple claims throughout the year. So pretty, it's a pretty awesome form, a pretty awesome process. So. Yeah. Good suggestions. And, and hopefully people have been, you know, writing them down, you know, put the debit card in your wallet, right? Download the mobile app. If you have one, sign up for text alerts, right? Add the banks and things to the direct deposit, all those things, find out what's eligible, depending on no matter what your plan is on HSA, medical FSA, dependent care FSA, all those things are really important. Keep your receipts. These are they're all really good things. And as HR pros, you know, it's important that we communicate that. So what do you recommend? Right. How do, what's the best way to communicate this or what have you seen that's worked? So as they're listening and figuring out, OK, 
there's probably people starting to use their plan. How do I, let's be honest, how do I cut down the number of knocks on my door or email pings that I get asking me how to use this? So how do we help them do that? How do we be proactive? Well, and John, you've, you've been a participant in client focused roles too. So, I mean, if you have any like good anecdotes of like clients saying, you know, I've done this to communicate to my employees and this has been really effective. Yeah. Or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's interesting too, because I, you know, a, a little bit of a unique perspective where I've seen both sides of it. And, um, one of the things when you're in HR, um, you don't really recognize how much more visibility you have to, um, these plans and how they function, um, you know, so that education piece, but every employer communicates a little bit differently. Um, so some might have an intranet where they post resources, um, to, you know, on their, on their own site that people, that they guide people to where, whether they post how to videos, um, or links to our pages, um, to help their consumers. But, Really, you know, it, it depends on the employer on how they communicate. So if, if the majority of your communications are by email, um, we can certainly help you get those email communications drafted. But um, just getting the resources in the hands of your employees so that they can they can educate themselves and, and kind of drive it for themselves, um, because once they get into their online account and they've used it a couple of times, um, it, it really is simple to kind of drive it. So um, I, I think just email communications or intranet, whatever you have, um, being able to leverage your your communication style, um, we can help you there. So that's great. John, I, we love to ask this of all of our, our guests at the end. You know, if a listener takes away one gold nugget from this podcast, one tip, something, what would you recommend that be that they pass along to their participants? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, the mobile app. You can do everything from it. Um, I love it. I use it every single time just to check my balance, um, see where things are standing, um, maybe where my wife has spent, um, you know, with with our child. So those types of things. So the mobile app is is awesome for anybody to use. So that's awesome. This is great. What a fun way to kick off the season. You enrolled in a new plan. Now what? Well, you just heard what. That's what's up. A lot of great suggestions, a lot of good uh, ways to communicate. Uh, so if you're listening, be proactive. Think about how they'll use their plan and get in front of it. Um, a lot of fun suggestions by John. Thank you so much for coming on the show, John. We really, really appreciate it. Hayden, you sly dog. I know that you were a journalist uh, before in a previous life. So you did a fantastic <laughs> job of grilling John with hard-hitting questions. I'm excited to have the first half of the season uh, with you on this show too. So. Thanks, I am too. Appreciate it. Thank you, John, very much. That was awesome insight. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Until next episode, everyone. We'll see you. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.